0: Hi there. Welcome to the Mentoring Club podcast. In this podcast series, you are listening to pairs of mentors who were put together randomly. They all joined the Mentoring Club to share their experiences and insights in one-on-one sessions. But now, with this podcast, we are widening our spectrum to allow more people to learn and grow. The topics and discussions you will be listening to are as diverse as these pairs. In case you want to know more or meet one of our mentors, visit mentoring-club.com. And now, lean back and enjoy the talk. Hey everyone, I'm Mirella Mouss. I'm here with Bruno Morgante to talk about product, project, and program management. Hey Bruno.
1: Hi Mirella, thank you. So my name is Bruno Morgante. I am the head of uh, IS uh, project management office at Bombardier Transportation. Uh, I used to introduce myself with uh, I solve problems and deliver results. Um, and here today, I am going to uh, share my experience with the uh, uh, program and project management in uh, IT projects. And Mirella, what about you?
0: So. I'm the founder of Product People, a product management consultancy and community builder. Well, we do work for companies like Scout24 tier digital health startups and a few B2B ones, which probably mainstream consumers haven't heard of, uh, but are quite successful. I started Product People about two years ago. Before that, I've been working as a product leader, but also hands-on product manager for various startups and scale-ups.
1: Okay, thank you, Mirella. So my, my first question uh, to you is, uh, since you are so much into uh, product management, what, what is your experience with uh, the role of a product manager? Is it a standard and pretty pretty much the same role in all companies you're working with? Or uh, are there significant differences between one company and another?
0: Very good question. Thank you. There are significant differences. Pretty much what shapes the role is the stage the company is at. If if there are pre-product market fit, post-product market fit, uh, if if they are scaling, or if they're undergoing pivot or digital transformation, in case that there are larger companies have been there for a while. The, the other thing that makes a difference is is this company consumer facing or business facing, or at least the the part the product roles inside of company that are consumer facing have a bit of a different approach than the ones that are business facing or other type of stakeholders. For example, regulatory has PMs that do regulatory affairs also have a similar approach to the B2B PMs. And I think the third component would be also the maturity level of the company and into how empowered PMs are ranging from some where PMs are similar to a business analyst or a note taker. They just collect these requirements. They try to fit them in somewhere to on the opposite spectrums, companies where product people have uh, profit and loss responsibilities and can direct almost everything priority-wise for their uh, product line or stream that they're managing. Does that answer the question?
1: Yeah, and and it's curious you you use the PMs uh, to uh, for pro- product managers while uh, in in my in my world the PMs uh, stands for project managers. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, absolutely. It, I, I can tell you in uh, in our reality we um, and I'll tell you more later. We don't really have uh, uh, the role of product owner. We don't really um, do. Um, projects uh, in uh, using uh, Agile, um, there was a case. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting case. Uh, we, it was about three years ago, there was a, a project manager in my team, uh, which actually was uh, Agile certified and, and, uh, and, uh, and Scrum certified. Uh, the, the guy was managing a digital project or a so-called digital project, and it was the first time we introduced this uh, idea of, uh, of a product owner. And uh, which actually was the business, the main business stakeholder in the project. The the first time that uh, the, the the project manager uh, started to introduce the concepts of backlog, uh, sprints, uh, and and so on, uh, the you, you should have seen the face of of uh, of, of of the other guy also, on, on, of the product owner. In that case, he he was uh, uh, absolutely. Um, coming from another world completely. So it was, it was shocked. But yeah, it's a different reality, absolutely.
0: Thanks, Bruno. And I know we talked about this before starting to record. It's probably helpful for the people listening to us here to give them a bit more background on how this is different than Bombardier, being an old school, quite large uh, company that deals with physical manufacturing. Where you have to uphold a lot of quality standards and 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 many more hurdles. Uh, so, so maybe for the hipster crowd, it would be like manufacturing Tesla. Yeah, it's
1: uh, <laughs> it, it is it is absolutely uh, a different reality uh, among many of those that we have here in Berlin. Uh, so Bombardier, it's uh, it's a manufacturing company. We we produce uh, in the transportation sector of Bombardier. We produce. Uh, Train, trams, uh, metros, uh, monorails, uh, and uh, and that t- type of uh, railway products. Um, in uh, at my company, I I lead the IS IT uh, project management office. So I um, uh, my team is running uh, IT projects, IS projects, but within a manufacturing company. And in our reality, we have. Uh, um we have uh, clearly a, a portfolio of projects and uh, and some of those projects are standalone initiatives so standalone projects um but uh, frequently we have uh, uh, larger um, uh, programs uh, which clearly are uh, um, having different uh, uh, projects within the program um towards the, the our customers, which are internal customers.
0: So, Bruno, what does program management entail at a large company like Bombardier?
1: Well, um, I can tell you. I I, ma- I will make an example that uh, uh, will uh, will uh, um, uh, paint a vivid picture uh, for for the audience. Um, imagine we uh, if we are going to uh, set up a new a new site, uh, a new uh, a new office. From an ITIS perspective, uh, there will be de- different uh, uh, different deliverables that we have that we have to deliver. So imagine that uh, um, there is an infra- IT infrastructure uh, stream which will be a project. Uh, that's about. Uh, um, delivering uh, the the network, having the the network in the building, uh, telephony, uh, laptops, devices, uh, and and so on. So that would be one project. Uh, but then, when the site is uh, is is delivered, and we have uh, new colleagues uh, starting in this new site, well, those those guys will have to to do something. So clearly, they will need some tools. So at the same time, we will have another stream, another project, which will be potentially to deliver the ERP system uh, on on this new on this new location. And uh, since we do a lot of engineering, we would have potentially another uh, stream, another project for the delivery of uh, um, engineering applications, uh, being these CAD, uh, PDM, and so on. So all. Each of these, in the example I made, we would have three parallel projects, of course, with uh, uh, with uh, uh, working together under the same umbrella of a program manager. So we would have uh, the program, which is the level of uh, n- not only delivering the site from an IS IT point of view, but ensuring that our our customers, internal customers, uh, will be ready to, to do uh, their work, to do whatever they, they have to do in the site. And, uh, and of course, we want to have uh, on track and, 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 and to have a, a control on the dependencies of those, uh, of those projects. And this is why uh, different projects uh, are under the same umbrella of a program.
0: For, for those maybe less familiar with the terminology, IS is, is um, infrastructure?
1: Oh, IS, yeah, okay. IT, it stands for Information Technology. IS, uh, Information Solutions or Information Systems. So it's basically, in a company like Bombardier, Projects which are ISIT, and these are all the projects in my portfolio. These are everything which is related to that that you can uh, think of related to uh, information technology, information systems. This might be uh, IT infrastructure, as I said, networking, telephony, it might be servers and storage, cybersecurity, but also on the application side. You have ERP, uh, engineering applications, plenty of applications uh, as in, in services applications. So those tools that we use to maintain and manage the trains after the trains are delivered to our customers, and 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 everything you can you can think of. So it, it is also about uh, uh, tools uh, which are used in the manufacturing. Um, plants so those called of digital tools uh, so y- you can imagine how, how we moved uh, a little further so it's we definitely are not innovators in the field but a little further in in the digital world uh, in the manufacturing digital world yeah
0: got it this is very interesting
1: so Mirela, we we know there are we, we said now there are differences between the corporate world and uh, and the startups and grown-ups world did you have any particular experience in in placing product people with experience in one field to to the other i'm wondering if uh, if you have someone that potentially has worked uh, in a in a reality like mine, uh, potentially in a PMO office, a project management office like like mine, in a in a in a multinational company, and uh, and that then later on this person wanted to 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 join a a startup or vice versa. Did, what's your experience with that?
0: Um, there are two different worlds, and they also don't value each other too much. So we have Anna in our team uh, that has quite extensive PMO and project management experience uh, via Bearing Point, even worked with the German government uh, on multi-year-long deployments, initiatives. And I remember when, when she was interviewing for a potential client that required this more structured approach, because they they were in a regulated industry. And they also required someone who uh, speaks very well German, as most of the regulations will need to be interpreted from German into the requirements and prioritization um, workloads that that you then discuss with the stakeholders and, and try to fit on the roadmap and see how this would work out. And the potential client didn't appreciate the person saying oh yeah but uh, there's not much product owner uh, experience whereas from my point of view i felt that wasn't needed that much due to the fact that project management was a bit stronger component wh- when you have a lot of regulation coming up as well they they insisted on german so th- so they ended up working with someone from uh, our team that had more of a technical background and actual uh, product owner experience, which is the Scrum flavor of product management, of a very reduced one, which I, I tend to not use if I can. Uh, but I'm using it as an example because this is exactly what they were looking for, this experience of slicing things up, interpreting them from the developers and slicing them up in smaller chunks of work uh, that then they can be have them baked into the um, digital product. Um, But she was indeed extremely helpful and appreciated at a larger scale client that has a mix of physical and digital uh, services uh, and is undergoing quite extensive change management and digital transformation uh, as she knew both worlds. And also she knew how to deal with large organization, large pool of stakeholders uh, different divisions that may have competing interests, all, all these things that are very useful in uh, corporates, but you don't have so much as startups, or at least startups pretend they don't have, they still have their micro politics and other things going on. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, on my end, which my experience is less corporate to almost none. Uh, I think before going into consulting, the biggest organization I've been at was around 500 people, and through my consulting work I've, I've been at bigger clients, I've noticed that I'm more impatient uh, and I cannot necessarily j- appreciate very well that something is going on track because I'm used to fast responses, fast turnaround, especially since most of my products have been digital. Um, very few have had some IoT connections or, or some parts where there are physical goods delivered and some sort of offline experience. So it was very interesting to have this mix of experience between mine and Anna and, and understand that for our corporate client, everything was going great, even ahead of schedule, according to expectations. Whereas from my point of view, I felt that I was throwing things in a hole uh, in a black hole, and sometimes the black hole <laughs> sends something back, but not always, and definitely not on the timelines that I would expect would have expected um, at a startup or scale up client.
1: Yeah, I guess so. The the realities are uh, absolutely uh, different, but 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 overall, uh, I I like to see that uh, uh, even if there are uh, clear uh, differences between these these two uh, realities. Um, there might be success from people coming from one field to to the other and, and vice versa. I think it is uh, it is uh, it is good. I, I personally never had uh, the uh, the opportunity to have someone uh, joining uh, uh, my team coming from from a startup world, but definitely we had uh, we had the opposite. We had people from our team uh, moving then to. Uh, smaller companies startups maybe not any more startups i would say grown-ups but yeah that 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 happened absolutely
0: yes it's probably they they also want to try something out and and it's always let's say in in the media it, it always sounds a lot better than than it actually is i'm curious how do you keep overview of all the ongoing things because even in our world i've noticed that this is Needed. So, for example, at the clients we had who do a lot of country rollout or things that require on site operations or setting up legal structures um, or anything needed to be set up and compliant in a new country, we also end up with a project management function that partners with the product managers on specific areas. So to give you some examples, um, at Omeo, for, uh, Omeo is a multimodal travel app. Uh, We've worked for it in 2019. We were doing the US launch. And for the US launch, there was a project management in charge of everything, who had the timelines, who knew which capabilities needed to be delivered by, by which team, and would keep everyone accountable. Let's say legal needs to set up the corporate structure, uh, from from my product line, I needed to have uh, certain US airlines online, various elements in the user journey that the US market expects, for example, a frequent flyer program um, and, and a few other things like this. And then that that person would keep track of everything. And that was only from my end, but I could see that there were the streams for ground transport that she was taking care of. And a lot of others and that proved to be quite successful because a uh, product manager is mostly in charge of their slides uh, but you have a lot of other moving parts that then would fall through if you don't have someone who manages a on-off specific project like a country launch and that, how, how you keep track of that I, I could come with a follow-up example on, on a different type of experience like for Tier Mobility, which uh, is a ride-sharing service similar to Lime or Voi. And there, the company also has project managers in charge of country launches Mm -hmm. uh, or rolling up a new city. What I've observed there, proven quite successful because there are a lot of moving pieces and it's good to have one point of contact for this. What I'm interested in is, how do you keep an overview of this? Because we usually uh, have either a Jira or, or some other type of issue tracking tool that are better set up in for, let's say, product management work than project management. So I'm curious what's used um, in a company like Bombardier or other places you've worked in before.
1: So there, uh, there are definitely different... Uh, uh, um, PPM tools, PPM that stands for Program uh, Portfolio uh, Management uh, tools. Uh, we are absolutely not uh, a good example uh, to pick with because our PPM tool is uh, is uh, pretty obsolete. Um, but uh, but uh, overall, the concept is always, uh, as I mentioned at, at the beginning, uh, there are three levels. There is the 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 biggest level, which is the portfolio. Uh, the a level below which is the program and then a level below which is the project uh, every year um, we in my team so ISIT at bombardier we have around uh, i would say around 90 100 projects uh, going on across the year uh, clearly in parallel not not sequentially <laughs> and uh, and uh, and we have we, we we have we have a uh, Pretty pretty big team uh, to to manage that. It's a mix of uh, internal and external people, um, but we, we definitely have a tool uh, that we use to track uh, the portfolio, which is about uh, um, the, in any moment giving you the visibility of the status of uh, of a project. Uh, if uh, from you know for, for the three uh, for the three dimensions, so if the project is is uh, uh, aligned with the scope. Uh, if it is uh, on time and if it is on budget, the project managers are then managing their projects within their project teams. Uh, we have program controllers, which are controlling the planning and the financial aspects of uh, of the projects, and the overall picture is uh, is managed by uh, a portfolio manager, which actually at the moment it's a role I am playing on on as a, as a part of the head of PMO. Um, It it is definitely a common uh, practice that you see in plenty of uh, PMOs. It's it's the controlling aspect of uh, project management offices. Uh, It is, uh, in my opinion, not the most uh, interesting aspect of a project management office, but it is definitely something that uh, comes to the mind to uh, people when they think about a PMO. It's the the controlling part of it.
0: Then in the digital product or product management world, you also end up with a setup like that. Um, And I think sometimes they also call it portfolio, especially if you have a product that has multiple ownership area. So let's say if you take Slack and and you have uh, at the ground level, a regular product manager who would do billing, uh, checkout or, or the messaging, the private message, feature or the channel, then if there's a senior PM, it will get a slightly larger responsibility. Let's say the conversion metric from uh, free users to paid users. Then it's it's a manager of product managers, then that is called a product lead or a PM. That, That person will be then in charge of monetization. If there's another level, that person would be in charge of growth. And once you would end up at the equivalent of portfolio manager in your end, that would be VP or CPO. And that person is in charge of all of these components for for the whole platform, which you have the, the breakdown. Um, or if I take Eventbrite or Meetup, that is a place where people create events and people sign up for events. So you need to have the both sides of this platform working. And then at the portfolio level, you could split it between event attendees and event creators. And then at ultimate level, it would be all of the platform and all its health metrics. Does that make sense?
1: It it does. I I think, I mean, it's the term portfolio, which uh, which is used uh, in... uh, in um, in the examples you made, it's a portfolio of products. While uh, in uh, in uh, in a more uh, uh, let's say in my reality, it is a portfolio of projects.
0: And uh, what are the health metrics that you monitor for this?
1: For the projects, well, yes, the, the, definitely there are the the three uh, basic uh, metrics. Uh, the first one is. Uh, if the project is uh, uh, on time, if it is uh, on, on track from uh, a planning perspective, if it is in line with uh, your, the project plan that you have uh, created uh, when, uh, when you start the execution of the project. So that, that's one. The second one, it is uh, uh, related to the budget. So exactly the same. Is the project uh, in line with the budget? Again, you have a budget baseline which has been, uh, which is approved before you start executing the project, and then during the execution of the project, it is about uh, is your project spending in line with uh, with uh, with your uh, initial budget? Are you overspending, underspending? And then, of course, you can you can take your actions, and then there is the third one, which is. Uh, uh, the the most uh, uh, the most tricky to to measure and it is uh, if the project is uh, on target which is uh, uh, if the scope which again was initially uh, agreed uh, and 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 aligned with all the project stakeholders if you are delivering your scope or if there are changes and uh, and very frequently. In uh, in in our projects, you have um, well in our projects. Where I say our, it's not only related to Bombardier, but it is in in IS IT projects. You very frequently have uh, ch- scope changes. You have uh, your requester, which is coming uh, in mid of the project and asking for something different, and uh, which is actually also one of the reason why years ago uh, Agile and Scrum were introduced. <laughs> we uh, clearly, those are changes to the scope that needs to be then uh, handled properly with a proce- process of change management. Uh, but definitely, uh, it, it is it is the third the third uh, KPI. Uh, th- there is more. Um, one of the things that that we like to track is uh, um, if we have done our customers happy. Uh, so at the end. Of the of the projects and sometimes projects these pro- our projects are very long. They might they might last a couple of years sometimes. Are we uh, achieving what we wanted to achieve? Are we delivering the value uh, that uh, we initially uh, estimated? And, and this is the, it, it is the difficult one to, to track. We, we don't have as of today uh, uh, a KPI uh, to track that. Uh, definitely, we have a way to to check um, to get the feedback, but uh, but that will be uh, a real added value, something to to add in. Uh, in
0: and, and you're on a, on a very good. Um, you're mentioning a very good point. I think this is always the endless debate to some extent in product as well. Um, If the KPIs that you're monitoring are, are those the correct ones, how do you set up the um, North Star metric or what's the ultimate thing that you track and how do do your everyday actions feed into this? And coming back to the note you had about scope change, that's also probably you need another way to measure if the scope change was favorable, Let's say, because if you discover throughout the, the project execution that something is not going well or it it was overblown or it was not the correct solution, it's, of course, better to change that instead of just executing the plan that you already know to be obsolete. And probably this is the thing that people thought very beneficial about this agile way of working although in in some cases it has lost popularity and i, I know some companies that do only the small amounts or towards none of, of the scrum estimation meetings and so on because that didn't work out for them but it still gives you the liberty to stop and say hey this is why we stopped and this is why we're changing course without it looking like a failure if you have a very solid reason for it
1: yeah you are spot on mirela uh, this is one of the uh, it, it is uh, always uh, it has always been a debate uh, in uh, in the years uh, I spent uh, at bombardier uh, when we in the project world we see this uh, and this is happening I, I cannot say in every project but definitely it is frequently happening that uh, um, everyone, including the project stakeholders, they agree on a scope change, but then later on when... Uh, so we officially track it as a scope change, but then later on when at, uh, at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year, let's say you have the summary reporting your project to, uh, to the executives, you might face someone telling you, oh, anyway, you had that amount of changes and, uh, and this is not good. Well, actually, it is good. We actually have done something which is uh, better for our customers, and it is uh, it, it was aligned at at all levels. But uh, if you only look at the at the at it without uh, uh, you know without really. Um, uh adding your uh, uh you know without spending a little bit of time in evaluating why the change was there was introduced in the project uh, you might have uh in the end a wrong a wrong uh, um a wrong assessment of of the situation
0: sure, and you could also counter that by already having the client satisfaction measurement for that project as well as if you fit it within budget then it's even better. So could be some uh, other elements that you present in the update that show people without reason of doubt that this was a good choice.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, w- which again, I- I'm telling you, when you, if you are presenting the overall picture and you have the right elements and you spend a little bit of time in in uh, in explaining uh, uh, what was done and why. You have the possibility to clarify everything, but if someone is just taking an Excel file or 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 whatever dashboard and just looking at, uh, you you had to have uh, I don't know let's let's make a, a, a an example you had to you need to have maximum ten changes across the whole year, and then you had the twelve and maybe the two additional one were positive, still you had the twelve and you were expecting to have ten you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah i understand this, this is also part of the stakeholder management which i think is very common for both our jobs and yeah. also managing up and and just telling people hey i understand where this is coming from but here's how it's the correct interpretation that we should have in this case and then educating even some someone who is in um management position about this, because they don't have the time and they don't spend so much uh, attention on this, uh, and I could see why they could draw the um, wrong conclusion. So I would have one last question for you. Where is it better to have, from your point of view, product, project or program management?
1: Yeah, well, it's a good question. I, I actually think uh, I mean these are different roles, and uh, depending on uh, on the company and uh, and on the reality uh, you are in, uh, sometimes um, some of the responsibilities of those roles are actually overlapping. It, it might be that you have uh, a pro- a product manager uh, which is working with a project manager, and uh, and then um, for example, the the schedule uh, of uh, of the product development it is actually then managed by by the project manager and not the product manager. This is one example. But overall, I think these are three different roles, and uh, depending on 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 your reality, um, uh, you you have the role uh, the role that you need. I mean, if if it is a, a small company that is managing just uh, I don't know three, four, five projects in one year. Well, probably they will not need a program manager. Um, it's just about uh, a bunch of projects, uh, uh, independent, independent uh, among them. Um, in uh, in our reality, as I said, and, and in like in in uh, I uh, I believe in most of the manufacturing companies out there, uh, you will not have too many um, product owners, and you will not have too many. Uh, you might have product manager, but where the product, uh, it is then uh, one of the, or, or or a component of the uh, final product that the company mm-hmm. is selling.
0: We, we would probably also need to clarify what product owner means. Yeah. And depending on the company, because this is such a wide spectrum. My interpretation is the Scrum role b- puts things in the sprint and manages the day-to-day. Um, but in some other company, it's sometimes used as the business domain owner, and the role sits on the business side. And I've also seen the, the total opposite. Uh, so, so that's why I always try to state, okay, this is my interpretation of product owner. If we talk, talk about someone creating digital products, I prefer product management, because I think product owner is just a scrum role of this, and you could also be using something else. And yeah, sorry for the small rant. It's it's a bit of a heated topic, and and it's also something that uh, comes up a lot of times in discussions. If, if you talk with product managers, this is also a good way to troll them and like ask <laughs> yeah. them about this, the difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and it it is the same, uh, and it's. Uh, it's the same that you would experience as a project manager when someone would say, oh, okay, you, you are a Scrum Master, so you can be a project manager. A project manager would hate this. <laughs> so it's, uh, But it is a thing. And, and anyway, I think you're right. It's, it is important to uh, clarify, uh, that, to ensure that uh, everyone sitting at the, at the table or, uh, let's say, in the virtual uh, table, sitting in uh, at the meeting, uh, that they are all aligned and that we are talking about the same thing, C- even if it is called one way or another, even if it is not uh, what it is written in whatever textbook or a or, uh, uh, methodology handbook, but it is important that everyone is aligned about uh, what are we talking uh, for this particular role. Yeah. I, I think we, we we are done for this, uh for this session. Um, I I would suggest to to the audience uh, to reach out to to you and to me uh, through the mentoring club. If uh, particularly for me, I can say I I'm I'm there as a mentor, um, supporting, giving ad- advice, and uh, and helping people on. Um, personal development, uh, leadership, uh, and of course, PMO, project management, program management, portfolio management. Uh, you can find me there. And, and, and for you, Mirella, what about you?
0: Same, but for product management. Okay. Love. Thank you, Bruno. Have a, day, a great day onwards. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
1: Thank you.